Hi there, Sir Kensington here. Is you and your lover's mouths already too much to feed for your town? Is there already too little space for the two of you at home? We'll make sure you aren't adding any more to those cramped living conditions. The next time you and your partner are feeling frisky, make sure to avoid unwanted macro pregnancy with Goodyear Blimp brand condoms. When you're with your giant lover and want to have fun, use a Goodyear on a penis because it's second to none. Everybody, it's Monday, no! February tenth, twenty fourteen, and you're listening to Size Matters, episode seventeen point five point five. Pelvic thrust. What? I don't know. Remind me of a YouTube video. Did you just, say, did you just say pelvic thrust? I really? did say pelvic thrust. Yes. Are you doing the time warp over there, Kenson? Let's do the time warp again. Have you ever seen you Rocky Horror Picture Show? No, but my friend TJ, my uh, my rat friend TJ, is bound and determined to get me to watch it. And I want to watch it, but it's just, there's no time. And <laughs> Dragonian Hatsume, how do you think Kenson would react to uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show? Have you seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? I honestly don't remember. If I have, it's been so long, I don't remember anything about it. Um, From the description okay. of the movie, so I can imagine people getting amnesia. Basically, starts with, damn it, Janet, they get married. Go to the uh, house, uh, the light up in the Frankenstein place. Uh, they do the time warp. Then the street fan- uh, sweet transvestite from Transylvania uh, comes out, and he talks about how he wants to make a man, which ends up being Meatloaf. No, wait, no, Rocky. Or Meatloaf then comes in and does a song, and I don't really remember why Meatloaf has any connection. But uh, uh, make a man. Out basically, of I was thinking of too. the highlight of the movie is when uh, Rocky Horror comes out and he's in his, like, his golden Speedo and he is pretty damn hot. And then everything else is just kind of like roll into the end from there. I think think that movie is very front-loaded. Or the the show. Go home with Rue. Mr. Rock. By the way, I'm Claudio Bashir. I didn't even say my own name yet. I'm, I'm the... Uh, you're listening to Size Matters, uh, episode 17.5. I did say that, though, didn't I? Yes. We did now. Well, well the reason why <laughs> I did the pelvic thrust point five is because I was thinking about a certain YouTube video series called, Is it a good idea to microwave this? And that's what they would do with their point five episodes. So. They would just pelvic thrust instead of microwave Well, it would be like, well, no, no, it would be like, um, this is, uh, they had, like, different series and, like, their, their second... Uh, second series was like they had two and then two point five. So when they introduced two point five, be like two point five, and like the point would be a pelvic thrust. And I don't know. What I don't understand is how can you have a point five episode of something where all they're doing is putting something in a microwave? What do they do? Like show them buying the new microwave each time? Uh, they got lots of donations and things. They're actually it's a lot of fun to watch. You can go up on YouTube and find them. Jory Jory Karen is the uh, the main guy who runs it. And Riley McAlwain and the camera guy whose name I can't remember. You know what I would rather watch on YouTube? 
1996 clip of Muhammad Ali lighting the the, the torch in the Olympics uh, in in Atlanta. I'm a, I'm a sucker for the Olympics, and that's so that's why this year has been very conflicted for me because I love the Olympics, and Russia has been having. But Russia's been basically doing everything that they could possibly do to piss me off. Huh. <laughs> like, like they're I, using their ability to host the Olympics to try and push their own like social social agenda. Well, I mean, like every single time I think of the Olympics, and like it's a it's kind of a stereotype joke. Like all the judges of different countries are like, "Okay, score, okay, score," and then Russia's just like, "Worst score ever," because <laughs> we hate everybody. Nah. I don't know. I don't well, really keep, like keep in mind that stereotypically Russia was the Soviet Union, and there was definitely yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess that's kind of the, the thing is we are kind of escalating to Cold War II at this point. Um, ah, comrade. Or, or, or that's where things could be going if if, uh, if if you know a couple of bad choices are made by leaders of both countries. I don't want to set the world on fire. Cold War, Cold War, meaning oh, that there's gosh. not... Plus, plus, I don't think Russia's Would nuclear weapons are... Would you kindly stop? Wait, that was my Bioshock. Wrong, totally, totally wrong. Fail! Kinson fail. Russia is a great country. I've been to Moscow, I've been to the, uh, you know, I've been oh. there for a couple of weeks, and... It's there's a lot of history. There's an amazing, amazing just culture to Russia, and they are a a, a really fascinating people. Uh, but their governments have been horrible for almost almost their entire existence. Whether it's the Tsarist governments or you know the Soviet Union or uh, you know for maybe 15 years between the last seven or eight years of the Soviet Union and the first eight or nine years of the Russian Federation, uh, they were doing okay, although they were kind of, that's when the mob kind of came in. But once Putin came back, you know, he was basically, uh, you know, I don't want to say like Stalin reincarnated, but maybe, well, he's probably more successful than Khrushchev was. Don't mess with me, I spit hot bush when I drop at these beats. The strike two. So that's almost why I'm wanting there to be not like not a big not a big thing where like people would die during the Olympics because that would be horrible if there was something like Munich or whatever. But I want there to be some sort of really big embarrassing thing for Russia to happen, just so that Putin would finally get the criticism that he has deserved over the past 14 years or so. Well, apparently the press is already really pissed off at him. Like they're like the press accommodations were utter shit. Yeah, they, they don't have any ready. of the hotels ready. Yeah, yeah. So apparently there's already a like a. It's not like very publicly like screamed about yet, but there's already shit going wrong up there. I mean, it would it would need, to, and that's where I'm, I'm trying to like think of you know, rack my brain and think of things like what could happen that would be along the lines of that that would not be something involving uh, you know mass death. Growth experiment uh, gone bad. Eh? I mean, the Russians let the flame go out in the middle of the games. Oh, I mean, that would almost even be like just silly. You know, like there was the whole thing yesterday, or excuse me, Friday, during the uh, opening ceremony where the the fifth ring didn't light up, and it, and it <laughs> yeah, looked like because because it was a snowflake, it I'm just sorry, looked like four rings with an asterisk. Yeah, um, it. I remember seeing that on. Um, I actually, you're probably gonna want to smoosh me for this. I actually haven't really been watching the Olympics. Or shame. Well, or they shame, I know. literally. Okay, they literally started like. 
today when we're recording this. The, the Olympics, the opening ceremonies were yesterday, so yeah, you haven't air that till like what eight o'clock? Yeah, exactly. Seven, eight o'clock okay. Eastern, seven Central. Well, and I yeah. was I was watching the Lego Movie when it was going on, so I didn't watch. My it. My favorite part is the snowboarding and the bobsled team. Bobsled. I just Make can't. Really we have a bobsled team. Like that for long, so typically, I'll just like look at the results. Oh my gosh! Done and everything. I also kind of don't like some things that have been going on at the Olympics recently, like the whole big debacle thing where they were wanting to get rid of wrestling in place of like some like retarded horseback sport that one of the board members invented. Polo. Well. I think polo's been a part of the. Right, it was for some, a while. something else. It was like a, like a triathlon thing where they mixed like. Horse was this the one where uh, Anne Romney's horse was was a participant? Uh, I forget the name of the horse, but I remember that was kind of a, a, a story Olympics, in though. 2012. Yes, that's Summer Olympics exactly. Yeah, and, and and the Olympics have always been a little bit corrupted, uh, which is true probably of 80 percent of world governments, and the fact that you know, the Olympics are world governments. Uh, and, and representatives thereof coming together, you know, it kind of makes sense that there are going to be a lot of corruption in the Olympics. Which I uh, get. I'm, I don't think that it's, like, totally insane that they were trying to, like, make, like, introduce a sport that, like, one of the the people's connections made, but the fact that they were trying to replace one of the original yeah. sports of the Olympics with it. I just... Like when we were talking, and, about- and to be fair, one of the sexiest sports too, right? Oh God, right, right. So moving on, um, I was thinking about when we were talking about um, the bobsleds. I just thought about the horrific incident that happened. Uh, was it? It was the last Winter Olympics, right? You remember that the horrific crash that happened? No, was the last no. ones were was twenty ten Vancouver, twenty ten Turin. I I think it was. I can't even remember now, but like I think 2010 was Turin. Just it, it was it was either the last one. I can't imagine it being the one before that. But like there was a ridiculous crash with bobsled. I can't remember. There's no bobsled in the Summer Olympics, so it'd have to be the winter. No, there were millions were dead. Yeah. Then again, why would they do two North American cities in back to back Winter Olympics? So maybe 2010 was Vancouver. I'm not sure. I gotta look that up now. are warm. <gasps> Yay! Um, but but then you know this is also the first year that uh, Jamaica is back in uh, doing bobsleds. Uh, first year in twelve years. Jaman, it looks like it's time for Cool Runnings Two, man. <laughs> We're making the sequel. You know, yeah, twenty ten was Vancouver. Okay, no, sorry, if, if you say if you say beer can in an English accent, it makes it sound like you're saying bacon in a Jamaican accent. Beer can. You want to go get some beer can, man? If you say beer can in an English hey, accent... Hey, Kansen, you know how we talked about at the beginning, before the show started, about how talk, talking in other countries' accents can come across kind hey. of okay. you know, offensive <laughs> or... And now, on top of that, know. let's take away the, the accents and let's break down what Kensen just said. Hey, Kensen, would you like to go get some beer can? Well, like, in the Jamaican... Never mind. Never so, mind. so basically, what you're saying? Dialects. I'm sorry. Just make fun of a, di- a dialect now. is a is an extenuation of words. You're mispronouncing I mean, words and using bad grammar. Also, dialect tends to be within a country. Sorry. Uh, like, like you know, in the U.S., you have your own southern dialects. The you know, New York. We don't like to talk about those dialects, though, Quandry. You're the one who's from Texas. 
Yeah, I know. Who apparently is so proud of that. I am. Uh, I, I mean, and the U.S. is not the only country with that. I mean, the U.K. has lots of different dialects within, uh, you know, the sort of Manchester hey. dialect and a London, the Cockney, uh, you know, all sorts of different types of then within, even though that's a much smaller country for physical. I don't go Speaking of... Uh, <sighs> I'm sorry, Misty Crom and uh, Charles... I know we have like three or four listeners in the UK at least, so... If it makes I you apologize. guys feel better, I love you, Britain, and there was an episode of Jeopardy that I was watching the other night, and no one on there knew the answer, but I totally immediately recognized Great Expectations as the answer, because I actually like that story. Pip. Was it Mrs. Havisham? Was that who it was about? Yes. Really? That yes. was what the, <laughs> the clue was about? Yes. <laughs> So, How does someone not? That, that's like stir, everyone should know. That's great expectations. And it, it's it's dumb because even the way that I originally found out about it was stupid. I actually originally found out about Great Expectations from South Park, the Pip episode. Then I was like, wait, so this is an actual thing? And then I went and read it. Wait, you you didn't know the Great Expectations was a thing? And I was yeah, like I twelve when too. that episode came out. It came out in like two thousand. I'm pretty sure I still... I never didn't read it until high school, but I knew it was a thing before then. I was really hard you know what's into also like a thing? fantasy reading. I didn't do much like classical reading. Speaking about countries that uh, we have listeners in that are, on the, that are in the Eastern Hemisphere, uh, Legos are from Denmark, and there's a movie that came out this weekend, the Lego movie. Yes, no spoilers. I, awesome. I think I'm going to go see it tomorrow. I heard it. I awesome. saw it last night. I'm not going to spoil it. I... I was coming into it thinking it was either going to be the worst piece of shit ever or really, really cool. I've actually heard people say really good things about it, which yeah, it totally blows is my mind. Probably the, it's probably the best non-Pixar, non-Disney animated film I've ever seen. That is a ballsy review. Now I really want to go see it. I will say this. I've it's never seen how I... 8 out of 10 on IMDb. I'm looking up other... Uh, uh, I've never seen How, How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, oh. I've heard a lot of people say that is a very, very good uh, I, you know, I Pixar level you quality. I don't get me wrong. I, I don't think it's bad at all. I think it was a good movie, and I enjoyed it. I don't. I don't think How to Train Your Dragon was as amazing of a movie as everyone says it was. It was I definitely it. good. I'm not saying anything negative about it. I just don't see where like the over the top, holy shit, this movie is the best movie ever thing mm. is coming from. I'll say this from the clips I've seen of it. It looks like it's interesting. I would, I would, I want to see it. I just haven't gotten around to it's it. It's definitely a good movie, and you really should watch it. It, it's just I like. I feel that it gets more like this movie is amazing than it probably deserves, and I don't know where it comes from. Panda paws. Like I want to watch it with you somehow, someone, or whatever. Because we do have the day you'll be in town before. Uh, yes. Yes. DFS, so. Yes. Let's make that happen because. Just curl up on pink cheetah chest fluff and watch that movie with me, please. But then you'll forget and you won't watch it for six months and we'll have to put you back in the jar. (laughs) Hey, I'm Um, the one that's seen it. But I will say this real real quick about it since I'm uh, about going back to Lego movie. um, That's what I was talking about. Rotten Tomatoes Uh, gave it a 97. It's one that doesn't have... Well, and the thing is with Rotten Tomatoes Metacritic, those first weekend scores are always artificially high because a lot of that are based off of movie or critics that... Boondock Saints got like a 27. Well, Rotten Tomatoes separates like the critics from like the the actual viewer reviews. Well, so does Metacritic too, but Mm. uh, I'm saying it's based off of like like a lot of... For some movies, not all movies, uh, studios will 
uh, allow people they know are going to give a better review to it to to review it first uh, or to see it first so they can review it earlier. And so the so the early reviews come out as being positive when overall, if you give it like until the end of opening weekend, pretty much, uh, then the reviews end up being lower. I'm not saying that was the case with Lego. Lego movie at all. I'm uh, so sick of like some of the shit that they pull to get good reviews. Have you heard about the shit EA's been pulling with their Dungeon Siege uh, Android port? I have heard... I don't want to talk about that company um, ever again for anything, really. Like... <laughs> There was a point where there was a point where they were trying to do good again. Uh, you know, they used to be kind of like the the symbols of evil, and then Activision kind of took that over. As far as video games are concerned, uh, and Activision is still bad. I think EA has EA has just stumbled their way back down to being the, the kind of the stereotypical worst I'm company in video games. Trying to remember like when they stopped being awful for a brief period because it was two thousand eight because that's when uh, Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge, and uh, Mirror's Edge. They, they bought uh, Bioware, and, and Bioware they, in twenty nine. Or Bioware was working on the Mass Effect. That, they, that didn't actually come out until two thousand. No, no, nothing that EA had anything to do with about Mass Effect was good because everything about Mass Effect they touched turned to shit. Mass, did you play Mass Effect two? I have played those games so many times. I have 12 characters. I've played from start to finish through all three games. Do you like Mass Effect 2? I love Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 2 was developed entirely under the auspices of, of Electronic Arts. And it was, that's it, where some of the bullshit started showing through. Yes, but that is also... That enough bullshit from the first game... Because the first game had its share of bullshit, too. Uh, and, and enough of that got ironed out that it was it was kind of like a perfect storm of being an action game, but with an amazing story and amazing characters, and then for three, they just went the complete opposite direction and made it a crap game. Um, not a crap game, but but definitely the not as good as what... Really, good. if nothing else, I really wish the writers for Mass Effect would at the very least release like their notes for what the original storyline was supposed to be, because I really want to know about it. I, I really want to hear it. I have a strong inclination that they did not have one. Oh. I, I, no, I um, do you remember? Do you remember Tally's loyalty mission in Mass Effect Two, where they go to like that planet that's getting like burned up by the sun, and they're talking about how like dark matter and stuff was causing the sun to artificially expand? That's not her loyalty mission in Mass Effect Two. Her loyalty mission in Mass Effect Two is in the fleet. Oh wait, no, that that was where you picked her up, right? Not her loyalty. Mission. Yeah, just yeah, grab yeah. Because, um, like, the whole third game is supposed to be about the Dark Matter stuff. And from what, like, they they have released, basically the, the Reapers, they weren't supposed to be, like, killing and collecting people. They were supposed to wipe out civilizations when they got to, like, the level of advancement that they were screwing with, like, Mass Effect technology. Because that's what did something with the Dark Matter that was basically destroying the universe. So, like, it had nothing to do with, like, we're going to preserve you because you always destroy yourselves by making robots and stuff. It was supposed to be, like, their advancement to that level of technology was, like, fucking with dark matter, which was destroying the universe. It was, like, ecological shit going on. So, I never played, never finished Mass Effect 3 because I got just so fed up with the game um, that I quit about 10, 12 hours through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of know a little bit about the ending, but I... Mass Effect 3, I think, is probably the, mis- the most disappointing game to me of all time, because I was so psyched about that story. I love Mass Effect 2. I think Mass Effect 2 is probably one of the best games in the past mm-hmm. 10 years, 15 years. Um, 
And I was just so put off by, by 3. I still haven't played the first one. And I, I will give them that there were some parts of Mass Effect 3 that were good. And, like, they, they presented them really well. It was just, like, the overarching, like, changes to the story and the direction they took. It'd be, it'd be yeah. a good game if, if it was, you know... Call of Duty was the title, or, or Gears of War was the the first part, but not, it wasn't a Mass Effect game. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it had Mass Effect elements to it, but it wasn't a Mass Effect. Game. Again, it all basically boils down to the changes they made to the story. But like, even then, I feel that some of it could have been in place until you get to the last few hours of the game, and that's when shit goes full on retard and. That that's just when it becomes totally unacceptable. Because like before that, I feel there's at least a way that they could have made it work. But then when they got to the ending and shit, not only did it just not make any fucking sense at all, it was retarded as hell. But there was no payoff. There was no like closure or ending or anything. And it was so bad that they had to give a director's cut just to give closure to the game. And it it, it wasn't even just by itself that the ending was bad. It was that the ending didn't give any closure, and the whole game series had been about you're building this character and he's having all these effects on the universe and then when you get to the very end of the game you didn't do shit nothing matters nothing happens you don't know what's going on so 2012 uh, ea's big game that kind of everyone in the video game fandom was kind of complaining about was mass effect 3 right yeah 2013 they had two they had sim city in the beginning of the year and battlefield 4 at the end of the year uh sim city well i guess both because of technical issues but also uh uh you know sim city also had some design problems too so at this rate, are you know they're going to have like three or four games like that this year that are, that are just going to be everyone in the community is going to be driving about it. I'll bet you they win the Golden Poo again this year. What was the Golden? I, I, I there, there's where. this website I can't remember what it's called, but every year they'll have like a whole bunch of people will send in reviews about like every company in the country, and like the one that gets the worst reviews out of all time gets the Golden Poo Award for the worst company in the world. And for like five or six years, it was always Bank of America. But then for like the last two years straight, EA has beaten Bank of America out as <sighs> what everyone considers the worst company in the country. EA, I would not. I would not even give them the worst video game company in the country because uh, GameStop would get that for me. I I, GameStop, I, I GameStop, detest I would, GameStop with every fiber of my being, and I know I have I know there are, I know there are some people in the community that work for GameStop, and you know I'm not saying that I hate the people who work there, but I would every time the I, concepts of why they're evil. So, sorry, go ahead. Every time I go in there, I just feel so dirty. In random news. Uh, this guy is showing me an article. Sorry, just random. Flappy Bird creator says he's taking the game down. In a bizarre turn of events, the Vietnamese Yeah, that's like so creator... 12 hours ago, man. Come on, yeah, man. I know, dude. I'm not in the Times. I'm not in the Times. But I love... Fl- uh, see, okay, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I'm sorry, we're talking about if video games, like not Flappy iOS games. I do. I do. I don't even know why. Just people go, go are... in the closet. Why are Sky, people if you're so listening to this, put him in the corner. about the game? Seriously, I, I really, I, uh, really want to know why people get so upset over this game. It's Because fun. everything in that game is stolen. It's literally ripped everything from other games and put it into one. And this man is making a bunch of money off of everyone else's work. Oh, okay. Just, Couldn't you say the same thing, well. though, about I want to be the guy? What is that? <laughs> I Have you not, you not heard of I want to be the guy? Oh, I want to be the guy is art. I, 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 not, I, I, I don't, don't really know about game. Flappy Bird. I don't care about Flappy it's Bird. It's so freaking hard. I wish I could play it, but I watched it. Mike Tyson from Punch-Out is a, a boss in I want to be the guy. <laughs> um, you yeah. find a giant Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. 
And the entire premise of the game is to be ridiculous, insanely hard, even on yeah, the it's, easy difficulty. You know, like Massacore, like uh, Super Meat Boy and uh, Binding of Isaac and those kind of games? It's it's yeah. retardedly hard. Sorry about the word, but it's ridiculously hard. Um, but yeah, that's basically... I want to be the guys like that, but like ten times harder. Yeah, and just, just, to, just to throw this out there real quick, well, I totally agree GameStop is a horrible company. The reason why I don't feel GameStop gets to be in that same running is GameStop is just like a greedy, like, son of a bitch, like marketing, or not a marketing, a, a sales store. They just do things to screw people out of money. EA is actually harming the entire video game industry as a whole. It's I would say GameStop is harming it worse than EA, because GameStop's the one who is uh, pushing so much the whole pre-order thing, and then used games as the the way that GameStop does use games, basically selling, you know, paying 12 cents for a game, and then selling it for $5 less than the, the new price. Uh, that is causing you know people to uh, not basically the, the, the investors the uh, the people or not the investors sorry the uh, uh, creators of the game uh, to not be getting the money back that could go to them making better games instead all of that extra profits going to to GameStop um, which is why I'm so much I just I'm giving up on physical media um, I'm just all in digital media at this point because I think this is a much bigger argument than I think we probably have on this podcast all it I'm going to say is just in contrast to that opinion. While I, I don't agree necessarily with how GameStop handles it, used games I still feel are an absolute must-have right now, just because of the way that the console gaming concept works. Well, you also don't like the way the console gaming concept works in the first place. And Steam, so bad. I will say that. I don't... I'm trying to think the last time I actually played a console game. I think I turned on my... Well, I, the last time I turned on my PlayStation 3 for... A purpose other than a watching a movie and b uh, my cat climbing on the remote control and turning it on because any button you press on the remote turns on the the, the console. See, the last one I played, I can't. It's between one and two. I can't remember which one came last. Is I got the PS3 like right like about a year ago, just so I could play a couple of the games everyone screams about. The last one of the two games I played was either um, crap. What was it called? What's the what's the dragon game? Um, Skyrim. No, uh, I was gonna say if you played that on PS3, you'd be, you'd be really. Pathetic. No, I, I would never play an Elder Scrolls Those game ones? on a console, and anyone that does, you should be ashamed of yourself and stop doing it right now. I guess I'm. Uh, ashamed I of don't myself. think that's fair because yes, you get the best experience on PC for those because of mods and other reasons, but they're still damn good games on the consoles. Oh yeah, they're good games. I just they're. They had their guts ripped out to be able to work on the PS3. No, the game is still basically the same on the PS3 or the 360 as it is on the PC. Doesn't look doesn't look as good, but every piece of actual content that that was available when the game launched, um, and even a lot of I guess even all the DLC uh, was also released on the consoles too. So a realization just hit me that we've been talking for 26 minutes and we never even actually technically finished our introduction. Hi everybody, this I'm the way, uh, from Size Bad. I'm sorry, have you have you never uh, been on this podcast before, or especially the half episodes? This is the way it works. Usually, I did we're able to say, catch ourselves within the first 10 minutes or so. I didn't not last week or two weeks ago. I did want to say that uh, one of the things about going to see the Lego movie, uh, I got to see it at Alamo Drafthouse, which I know is one of the places you were talking about. NB. And I'd never actually been to Alamo Drafthouse before. Uh, it was, you know, I've been to Studio Movie Grill, because that's technically a little closer, although the Alamo Drafthouse is only about a five-minute further walk from, uh, from me than the Studio Movie Grill. But it's so much better than Studio Movie Grill. 
it, it helps because I think this you know this was the prime release, uh, the prime you know showing of this release, uh, mm-hmm. the night you know the night that it premiered or the night that it was released, the seven fifteen or seven forty five showing. Um, but they actually had a kind of a the guy who does what's, uh, I don't remember what he said his title was, but but community director community enthusiast guy for the Alamo Draft House. Uh, and they had a bunch of of kids and adults do like different Lego sculptures out in the lobby and they before the show started, after they had done the trailers, they brought the lights up and, and brought in the the people who were building the, the Lego stuff and, and gave them all like passes and one guy who did a Ferris Bueller's Day off uh, <laughs> parade parade that scene, he got like, you know, eighty dollars worth of passes or something crazy nice. like that and then some other stuff. So uh it just was so different than any other experience I've ever had at a movie theater. And the food was much, much better than the studio movie girl or, and everything like that as well. And, and they had, uh, before the, before the trailer started, when they, when most other theaters would be showing like, you know, Coke commercials and, and all that other crap, uh, they were doing like different little short films about Legos. And, and, you know, they had the, uh, the, Fell in love with a girl uh, music video by the White Stripes, which is done entirely in Legos and uh, some other stuff about that. And it was just I was just stunned and impressed, and and I'm babbling about it now because of how uh, amazed I was at the atmosphere that Alamo Draft House uh, puts on. So if you have one near you and you've never been, go see it, do it. I- do have to give a shout out to Taros because he showed me someplace nearby that I did not know about. One of the AMC theaters around here is basically like the Alamo Draft House, where like you get like the special seats where they will like serve you food and stuff. It, it actually is a little bit nicer than the typical Alamo Draft House, but it's way more expensive. But it's nice to know that we do at least have something like that around here. So if I ever do want to spend a shit ton of money, I can go there and just feel pampered. So the thing about AMC is that they still. I'm assuming. I I, I, I know I've. I've never been to or see a movie at one of those. I've been around those theaters that have that because they have mm-hmm. – I think there's one in Dallas that's like that. And there was one uh, at Disney in Orlando uh, at the downtown Disney that was like that too. Um, but I, I have to imagine that they are – like their stuff is much more corporate than Alamo Drafthouse is. You know, Alamo Drafthouse feels like it's not even a corporation, which is for, for someone who is, I guess, somewhat a hipster indie snob like me. Uh, that is uh, kind of refreshing to see. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally get that because the, the Alamo Draft House I used to go down to Houston was the exact same way. Like they, they would just have like a dude in like t-shirts and a sweatpants walking yeah. up, and he'd be in charge of like their anime night that they have every Tuesday, and they just give have giveaways for random anime they got their hands on, and you would never even see anyone in a uniform that worked there. Uh, they're showing Casablanca at some point during this month, and I really want to go see Casablanca on the big screen. So, all the you know bars what else and all really good to use for big screens. Dating. Horrible transition time. We got so much email. Oh. Yeah, I know. So also, this is why we had to have an extra long uh, intro, because the email segment's going to be so much longer. We have to balance it out. Wait, that doesn't work that way, does it? Yeah, I don't think that's how everything works. Kenson, you haven't really been talking a lot. I think we've been drowning you out, haven't we? Uh, you guys are talking about things of which I have no knowledge of, so I'm, I'm merely listening and soaking things in. I was just kind of hoping this guy was, like, silently strangling him for liking uh, Flappy Bird. Uh, I was actually thinking about opening up and playing it. No. Oh, here we go. Uh, uh, here we go. Uh. <laughs> Can't send. So, do you guys have the email account up for the podcast? Uh, yeah. Working on it. Oh, one other thing. I, I 
one other thing I do kind of should want to talk about too uh, that's not related to emails, uh, but it's sort of a transition from Lego Movie. I went to see Lego Movie with Zap, uh, my friend Zap, who was a staff member uh, for Texas Furry Fiesta, and uh, I also found out this week that apparently I am now going to be on staff for TFF. I heard that. Thing. I guess. Yes. Well, um, <laughs> I'll find out in well, a couple as, weeks. As a uh, as Uncle Kage put it once, you can either make it totally awesome, or you could volunteer for way too many things and make it not so awesome. So, 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 so I'm just going to be involved in the ops department, which the con ops, which is basically just going around and making sure things don't blow up. Um, oh, that, that's the best job ever for a macro. But, but you know, trying to make sure that. No, a macro would want to make th- that things do blow up. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh my gosh, I am so psyched. And unfortunately, I was really, really quick to say it on Twitter, but I'm not going to be able to bring my suit to TFF. They, And it makes me so sad because they're having a macro stomp stomp on the town, basically. Yeah. Like, there's going to be a parade around town, and I'm not going to have my fur suit with me. Big sad, but oh well. I uh, have a feeling that... To, that I, I, or I like to think maybe, maybe it's it's probably not even real, but that my my rubbing macroness off on Path Hyena, who's the the chair of TFF. Um, I think you. I, I think all of us are. I know he seemed to get a little bit more vory after talking to me. I noticed. Goodness. Uh, we also got snow this week. Random, random. I, uh, I remember that Dallas. you were like freaking out. That's that's it's snow. Pandas love snow. Yay! Anywho, you guys have the email account up yet? We need to come up through Ohio. Where we have about. Had it open. We have about. I guess I'm more speaking towards right towards chirp butt there. Have you got the email account up yet? Yep. Um, I want to start though. Uh, so, so to start with emails, I do want to read something coming in from somebody new, uh, and that is uh, Quan Alpinus. Okay. And uh, oh. it says, "What isn't it? It's it's is it Quan or Cron? Well, if." You let me read the episode or read the email. You'll find out. Okay. <laughs> I seem to have undergone a podcast addiction as of late. I only just listened to Super Best Friends Cast and Giant Bombcast for video game stuff. But even after four to five hours of listening to people talk per week, I still wanted more. More podcast. In the past, I've seen the FA thumbnails advertising a new episode or whatnot, but I instantly wrote it off because it's a one to three hour segment talking about a fetish the entire time run by furries. I'm sorry that my time on the internet has given me preconceptions about such things. Regardless, I was bored one night and decided that I might as well have a cringe laugh. However, I was happy to realize that the quality of discussion was far higher than I expected going in. I started on the Benny episode and did so because number 16's description was entirely in Spanish and I was very confused. Yes! Uh, you hooked that, big brother! <laughs> you hooked your wine and sinker! Oh well, he God, was, and here comes the it sad was, wine. It was ba- I guess, I don't know, real man. The most amusing part of this to me is just how much I don't hate Kenson. <laughs> Usually, the bubbly, overly energetic type's great on my nerves, but for some reason I just love listening to him talk. Though Quandry is my favorite because the Quan part of his mm-hmm. name is pronounced the same way as the alias I use on non furry sites, Quan. Hmm. And because he's an avid writer. That too. Hmm. Oh, and for the longest time I was pronouncing it Dragon Nine <laughs> because I kept nine, reading nine, the name nine, on nine, FA. Nine, nine. Oh, God, there so goes that German, thing again. a German uh, Nazi dragon? There goes that racist thing again. That is now what we are going to call you. Don't drop your quality, MMPW. Yay. I don't know what MMPW is. Acronyms for the win. Mysterious acronyms. M- Mighty Morphin Panda Wanger. Wanger? Wanger? W-A-N-G-E-R. Wanger? 
I don't know. <laughs> if you're out there, Quan or MMPW, if, if that means something that we should know, let us know. Because <laughs> I'm curious. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's a good way to start. We've got a bunch of email, though, so we need to keep going. So why don't you go with the next one, Dragonian. Dragonine. Dragon 9! Dragon when do we get to Dragon 10? Dragon 10. <laughs> 10. Push it to 11. Let's go. Because Dragon go? 10, you can then start naming yeah, after big cats, it. and you get the 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 kind of the blue chrome interface, and uh, <laughs> I'm, making, I'm making up a Mac joke, OS 10, never mind. Yay, I got it! You kind of lost me. I, I got just, it! I kind of started tuning you out. That's because you know. hate this all This one comes Apple. from Thunder Dramon. Thunder Dramon. You know, he he's, holds a very... Deep root in my heart, you know. But I thought that I thought Zeb would be proud of you, Dragon. What? what? He's what? a plant dragon. You said he has a very deep root in your heart. Hey, hey, Kenson, you leave him alone. <laughs> Aww, he's adorable though. Anyway, you should probably read what he says before the puns get too too thick. Yo, want to say nice job? Bring Crux the shafts on. I, I did that the whole time. Uh, <laughs> was really enjoyable to listen. As for your question on the most romantic thing a macro or micro could do, I've always imagined a giant taking their significant other on sites they would be able to reach normally and experience breathtaking views, for instance. Yes. I want to see life from their level or possibly just go somewhere and check out the view from high up and watch the sunrise or sunset. There you go. <gasps> Another silly thing I'd see is a macro showing up at their other's workplace. This is my idea, Thunder. You stole this from me. He stole your and thunder. And your idea. Why didn't you say it on the podcast last week? Because I have millions of ideas and I can't list them all. You would start editing them out. If uh, okay, <laughs> standing out there waiting for their shift to be over and consequently freaking people out. On the smaller side, I could see a macro providing a cupcake with them on the inside as a gift. Also, my idea, and I think I mentioned that one with Crux. You did actually on the podcast, yeah. <laughs> Provided that they're not eaten first, kind of like the smaller version of hollow cakes. Insert bleach joke here. Even works for marriage proposals because you already have the ring on as well. That's all I can think of for now. Can't wait for the next episode. Captain Plant Man. I mean, uh, you know, Thunder Jamon. Captain Plant Man. Plant Man. He's a hero. Gonna take oxygen out of the air and... No, that doesn't... Something, something, gonna uh, take carbon dioxide out of here. That's what plants do. We're not allowed to go on to the next do. email until both of you come up with another plant pun, because we have to get our daily quota in for Thunder, if we're going to talk about them. Photosynthesis. Photosynthesis. That, that's not a pun. That's just, you're just saying a word over and over. If you watched Spongebob, you would know what it was. I know what it is, and Yay! no. Oh, okay, fine. Well, I think <laughs> all of these emails are growing on me. There you go. <laughs> Kenson, why don't you read the next one, then? All right, the one from uh, Ed de Croque. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I think the funniest but most interesting one, I apologize, Kenson, is to move the continents, maybe rip them to make the letters for the image, while the micro... Uh, oh, gosh, the micro... Yes, say it, partner say it. on the macro shoulder, he, she would rearrange the continents and say, I love you at night, so that Wait. way the cities light up at night. You just cringe because you had to say the word sexual? Yes. Why? I, I like how like there's absolutely nothing sexual. Yeah, there's about nothing the sexual about this. That, that's but why he still it, has it, it to specifically specify. It wasn't cringing so much as is I was kind of like, why? Why do you have that in there? Nothing. Nothing about it. Anyway. He did it just because it's probably easier than saying the macro boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, <laughs> wife. Guys you know. Terrible. And the word partner, as I, I hate that word because of it's just so unromantic. 
you know, just saying, oh, this is my partner. It's like, yeah, well, we're going to go my and, horse, and invest my in, amazing. you know, invest twenty percent of our income in such and such because we're partners. You know, it's uh, it tastes just like raisin. Let us. Sorry, I don't want to go on. A if I had a significant other like that, I would call them my ally. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to you to meet my ally. Then I would think that you were going to take them as a, a mid twentieth or mid twenty first century diet drug. Remember that? Like there was like two or three years where ally they may still sell it. Um, was it like a diet drug? I see it at Target all the time. You just obviously didn't do your grocery shopping at Target like I did. Also, no, happy Valentine's Day, you guys no. and Kenson. Keep on drawing. Peace, your friendly neighborhood tiny crocodile. Okay. Sorry. I'd finish it out. I'm done. Tee-hee. All right, Dragonian, take this next one because I want to take the one. <clears throat> Sorry, I want to take the one after this. So, Dragonian, oh, go with this next one. Super long one. Kenson, you do this one. So, Misty writes in, and I am reading the entire email, yes? Sure, I might as well. Okay. <laughs> okay. He did like a thing. Or he, sorry. GPDS profile for Misty Crumb. Male seeking, female. Scale status, mic- micro or normal. Seeking, normal or macro. Hi, I'm not really used to this sort of thing, so I'll stick to the basics. First off, since I'm a micro fox, dates aren't going to be exactly the same as with two regular sized individuals. Firstly, if, uh, I might enjoy my, I might find myself dating, if I might find myself dating another micro. I enjoy going on boating trips on the lake, though, of course, being careful to avoid carp or large koi, etc. Or maybe booking a tabletop table, uh, tabletop table, yes, in a restaurant on a double date. Just be careful to avoid being at a table with Vorsch co-daters, goodness. Alternatively, we could enjoy an indoor drive-in movie. Parking the remote control car in, gosh, in front of a good quality TV or even an iPod or similar cyborg device. Cyborg. cyborg. Cyborg device. Yeah, I just double took that. Okay. When dating a regular sized female, regular restaurants can be easier to utilize, provided they don't, they don't mind two sharing a regular plate, and my date can be trusted not to accidentally or not so accidentally eat me. Some restaurants might have ways of making a table behind a date's plate. I just thought of SpongeBob again. Um, which can be very nice. Are you like 12? Your brain is a SpongeBob. Yay! <laughs> Absorbing so much useless, lewd knowledge from this podcast. Um, also... Home- and, and, and all it says, all that comes out of it is just, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Wait, hang on here. Here, Ken, Quandry, I can fix this. I'm going to ruin SpongeBob now. Kenson, SpongeBob is an absorbent sponge that lives in Bikini Bottom. SpongeBob is a tampon. I've actually heard that before. That's because everything Dragonian says is just something that somebody else said at one point. I everything that everyone has ever said me. ever is something that someone else said at one point. Both of you have points there. Now my brain is thinking about things. Moving on. Uh, also, home dates can work very well with this sort of coupling, since, again, I can romantically share from my giant relatively dates plate. Walks can be very enjoyable with regular sized dates too, particularly given the options of carrying methods. And again, a home movie can also make for a great date. That atop the lady's chest or stomach or lap as we enjoy a movie together. As far as the state of the date goes, whilst I don't whilst sorry, I don't know some don't whilst I know some don't like it, I don't mind it at all. When my date takes when my date takes pick me up at eight a bit literally wow that was a really hard sentence to read Can't, I, I, I don't understand why it's nothing really I don't know why it was hard to read either 
Kelsey, right. do we need to send you to remedial reading? <laughs> you need to learn to roll your R's. <laughs> we'll just have you cheap. Uh, chur- che- uh, now I can't talk. You got the bug. Yay! You both must be quarantined. Roll up the rim to win. Okay, Dragonian, take care of the rest of the episode for us. We're gonna go ahead and put thermometers in our in our maws and cuddle for warmth because we're shivering. I guess. We're all sick. We're all sick. Sick in the head. Um, One thing, of course, to remember about dating a micro is that we are very inexpensive dates and partners. I don't need a pricey movie theater when your telly is bigger for me than most cinema screens. Well, but then wouldn't, by logic, the actual cinema screen be huge, like you're watching something in the night sky? I've actually thought about this before, and if, like, a TV screen is that big to a micro, like, an actual, like, theater screen would probably be so big, they just couldn't take it all in. Frieder! We need to ask Frieder. I think you could take the whole thing in if you were sitting further back. You know what it would be equivalent of? I think... With someone Frieder's size, no. With someone Frieder's size, it could probably. So Frieder's been like macro though most of the time over the past. Oh really? Three, four, five weeks. He varies wildly. He's been on a macro binge, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, specifically tiny. When he is micro, I think proportionally. Let's see. A movie theater screen is. I don't even know measurements for it. Uh, taking a guess. According to the Weirenberg Theater that I go to, it's exactly four elephants tall. Four elephants? Four yeah. elephants tall. <laughs> they measure their <laughs> screen in elephants. Let's see. So an African elephant can get upwards of 12 feet tall, so that's about 48 feet tall then, and it's wider than it is taller. So it's probably like 96 but, feet But wait, wait. Is, uh, is this a place that shows Bollywood films? Should we be measuring this in Indian elephants? <laughs> oh, gosh. We could <laughs> if you want to. Okay, let's just say the proportions are like 96 feet to f- 96 feet by 48 feet or something like that. Um, Why are we doing math? Because math is awesome and macro facts. Um, it would be like equivalent to maybe a football field putting up, like having a football field-sized screen for someone normal. You guys agree? Maybe? Something like that. It'd just be really, really, really freaking huge and awesome. Like if there were to be a uh, a blimp that wasn't flying in the sky... But that would be like down on the ground, close closer with the screen, the jumbotron. I, I think our our whatever we're talking about is kind of diluting to the point where I don't even understand what's going on anymore. Yeah, I don't. Okay, well, some of some find it romantic to have. Uh, wait, no, I didn't finish the first part. Okay, I don't need a pricey movie theater when your telly is bigger for me than most cinema screens, and one potato-based snack food item is plenty for the duration of an entire movie. Or, indeed, one chocolate from a box or pack. Wait, I thought... He's not Irish. What do you mean potato-based? Potato-based? He probably means, like, a potato chip or something. He means mean potatoes from Portal. It's a crisp, not, not a chip. A chip is, is what you would get at with fish. Mm-hmm. Crisp is what you would get in the bags with your deli indeed. item. <laughs> Look, I understand that chips are actually fries <laughs> in England, but I live in America land, and chips are fried, baked pieces of potato covered in barbecue seasoning. I thought you were about ready to say fried bacon for a second. I don't know why. Um, Which is something they have at the Texas State Fair. Yeah, I know. And it is delicious. (laughs) They have fried everything at the Texas State Fair. Yes, I can never move. (laughs) While some find it romantic to have their tiny partner lounge in their beverage, while this does indeed look very sexy and cute, in truth, it just ruins your drink because, let's face it, 
it'll wind up with fur all in it, and in many cases would stick to the tiny one's fur unpleasantly sticky, and not in the fun way. Though having chocolate licked off can be really good. Well, so, that's why you need to have, like, a little float thing, or, or a... Oh. You know, that little thing that could just bob in there, like a barrel. A strainer. <laughs> like, like the, um... Or a thumb, uh... The thing that's in the Monopoly that sewing thumb... The thimble. Thimble, yeah. That thing. has holes in it. There's, no, there's thimbles that don't have holes. Oh, you're talking about the actual Monopoly piece. Okay. Well, no, th- we're talking about actual thimbles. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Like, I mean, I think thimbles went, exi- went extinct back in like the 1960s, but you know, the idea of a thimble. Is still... I think my mammal still has quite a few. Okay. So, so that was my piece. I'm Misty Crom, and I look forward to meeting any of you. We need to get him hooked. Okay, and I'd like to point it. out that he did this in the format as if he was sending in, like, a dating video. I know. Yes. That was cute. And I'd also like to point out that, was I the only one who was a little bit surprised when he said male-seeking female? Mm-hmm. No. No. I think, well, I actually didn't have a, uh... Then again, I knew cool. Misty before it was cool. So... I mean, he's, a pink, he's a pink fox. I'm- Misty! Did you want me well, to just because they're one? pink, that means they gotta be gay? Don't you be putting your labels on people. My entire chest is pink. Um, yeah, yeah, we've talked about that. <laughs> hey, look, I got another email coming in from a Foos of the Notion. Hi there, Size Matters crew. I've been in the furry fandom for about six years now, but I've never been a part of the community. I'm not very artistic and I'm shy, so I'm mostly laid back and have been a lurker slash art appreciator. I don't know any uh, furries in real life, and considering the negative views about furries, I've repressed that facet of my life. Then I discovered your podcast, which helped me to realize how open and friendly you guys are. I am more accepting of who I am and what my interests are. I also feel more of a connection to the community from hearing your opinions, interests, and rants. Now I'm inspired to try my hand at writing stories, and I do put myself out there in the public and hopefully make friends uh, with those that have similar interests as I do. Thank you guys very much. You has me as a friend, I'll be your friend, yay! Eyes big and warm and cuddly. As for your question of the week, my answer is similar to Quandary's. I would say a macro could terraform an area or rearrange something large to a normal or micro into a message or picture, kind of like what, uh, what was it, uh, Eddie Crockett, I think was saying? Yes. Uh, this could be using trees to write a short poem or using a canyon to make a bust akin to Mount Rushmore. I think Mount Rushmore, that actually should be art we should do for like the third... Oh my I think gosh. we actually I'm we threw around that now. idea. I think or I, I had that idea at some point of a, of us doing like a Mount Rushmore thing with you, me, and Dragonian, um, Jensen. I think I, I I'm typing that. this down right now so that it's not forgotten. Unfortunately, I can't think about what a micro could do for a macro. Keep up the awesome work, Fuso Notion. Dude, like next convention I go to, I totally want to have like a theme for like what I get in my sketchbooks, and it's going to be like macro perception to macro reality, and that's going to be one of them where it's like it's so romantic. He's changing the landscape to draw you something cute and adorable, and that'll be like the perception. Then the reality is from like a normal person's point of view, where like their entire cities are getting destroyed, millions are dead. You know, I had someone I think you remember the whole Animaniacs good idea bad idea thing. Uh, the, I know exactly what you're thinking of. It's uh, Ian, his like good Ian? idea, bad idea for Macro Yeah, Michael. it was Ian. Okay. Yeah, I, I know I knew exactly where you were going because he has so many of those written down and he keeps screaming that he can't get them all on paper. He has some really good ideas, too. I feel like I should read this next one, too. I want to read the Benny one, so. But, but Benny, but, okay, fine, but I'll read this next one. I have dibs on Benny. 
Benny Dibs. So this next one's coming in from Kindle Foxfire, Kindle F. And it reads, Hey guys, I'm on my way back from Atlanta. I almost said Atlantis there, which would have been a hundred times cooler. He's on his way back that from would, Rapture. That would have been at least 13 times more awesome than yes. what it actually How is. How was your ride in the bathosphere? Not that Atlanta is horrible, but, you know, yes. no Coca-Cola and an aquarium. And you had the Olympics 20 years ago. We get it. The next, yeah, Olympics. that Futurama episode was a lot more realistic than people seem to realize. Uh, I've been catching up on the podcast on the long drive. I wanted to go ahead and email you, so I'm typing this up on my phone. So please excuse any typos, Dragonian. Ooh, call out. <laughs> you know what? The most hilarious thing is something that he says further down, which is I'm just probably going to burst out laughing when you read it. On a completely unrelated note, the Book of Mormon was awesome, and everyone should check out the Center for Puppetry Arts. Is that a? Is that a? Musical? I need to look this up. I think it's like just like a place. I'm googling. But that Google. Okay. In last week's podcast, one of the topics you hit on was whether or not someone who is into macro micro could be in a relationship with someone who isn't. I'm in a unique situation myself in that I am a I am in a polyamorous relationship with three amazing guys, but only one of them is into macro. The others are uh, other two are aware of my interest, even if they don't understand it or find it arousing. And it's basically a button that they can push any time to make me putty in their paws. At the same time, aren't the other two guys that are in that relationship uh, muscle? That. Well, okay. Uh, the most important thing, though, is that we still have other shared interests that make us sexually compatible. Macro Micro is my biggest button, but it's not my <laughs> only button. Biggest button. Okay, it also go. helps if they can be open-minded. My mate Seneca altered his usual appearance a bit after we started dating so that he's taller than me. Not truly macro, but big enough that we're both comfortable and happy. And while he doesn't always understand macro-micro in practical terms, he understands that it makes me go sploosh. I guess that's All not... Right. What, okay. Silence! <laughs> there you go. As far as... <laughs> As far, I wanted to see how long you'd wait until you asked me. As far as romantic my, macro micro activities, I have to say that as size shifters, Neve and I usually prefer to cuddle at the same size. Uh, but when one of us size. is bigger than the other, one of my favorite things is when the bigger one cuddles the smaller one against his chest yes. and cups him with his paw. And my I have favorite. to say, when I'm the smaller one, I find it incredibly romantic to snuggle into his mane. Stripes are awesome, but lion manes are amazing! Yay! And, I, and he's not lion. Da, 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 da. Happy Yay. Valentine's Day from you all! I'm Kendall. going to put you in the jar, in the jar, inside of the terrarium, and then step on it. Which is on Earth, which is in Canada. I'd rather have stripes than, than lion manes. Happy Valentine's Day to you all, Kendall. What was, what was the part that's that you were wanting to... To, to, to go crazy about... Neve and I usually prefer to cuddle at the same size. The same that's not, size. That's not what it said. Yeah, yes, it is. It's, that's it's what it says. That's not what I read. S-A-N-E. I know, but that's what it says. Well, that's not what I read, and so that's not I what know. it says. Sorry, Kendall! <laughs> I love you, Kendall! <laughs> you know what? I think that for that, I should read the one from Benny, too. Oh! Dragonian wanted to read the one from Benny. Hey! <clears throat> This one's coming over from Benny Tiger. Hey, I know that guy. He's Benny. Yeah. I never heard of him. Uh, he, it sounds vaguely familiar. He, he's been around, like, you know, for a couple months or something, right? <laughs> anyway. I don't know. Can we do two Tiger uh, emails back-to-back? Doesn't that kind of just... Uh, the Tigers will take over, and then we all turn into Tigers, and we all start growing, and... I don't know, Tal. Hey, that's tell me. my line. I mean... 
Hey, again, Almost Tiger Paws anything that is considered a romantic gift is going to be interesting when you try to make it work between a macro and micro couple. Dinner for two, walk on the beach, seeing a movie, going camping, etc. Oh, man. The, the etc. Uh, put a, <laughs> put a giant there and it gets fun. Like the watching a movie example you guys chatted about. Obviously, a drive-in will be needed, but the smaller could relax on the giant when they sprawl out to watch. I still love the idea of them making, like, shadow puppets when they're in the drive-in, and then mm-hmm. when the guys watch and get mad, they turn around to start yelling and then realize the people that they would be yelling at could eat their car and they quickly shut up. Anyway, the idea is, probably one of the inventive gifts I saw was a little having purchased and rigged a remote control Volvo for their giant partner to chase and pounce. For what, for, for what the, giant what partner? You skip, their, oh, giant cat partner. What did I say? You just said giant partner. You skipped cat. Uh, hey! For their giant cat partner to chase and pounce. It has to be one of those brick quality boxy Volvos to make the bouncing and batting a to take the bouncing and batting abuse. So wait, wait. You, you want me to be very specific on Kindle's typos, but you you just glaze over Benny's typos? What's a Volco? The only reason that I made a thing about Kindle's is because he specifically pointed out that I made a joke about yeah, it. Yeah, sorry, Kindle. You kind of you're kind of. And asked, then he like didn't listen to the podcast for like a week and a half because of it. So thanks, Dragonian. I love you, Kindle, and you know that. Kindle. I also like the idea of giving whole trees as gifts, like or one gives flowers. Yeah. Yes. Taking a trip or traveling takes on a whole new dimension. Yes. Ah. Oh, anyway. gosh. <laughs> the little can ride on the big one, of course, and having a giant visit probably means you get great service. Or else. Mm, that that never, anyway. never do that again, please. <laughs> I actually got goosebumps. Thank you. Like I got, or like, <laughs> sick to my stomach, I guess. <laughs> Fine, how about this? Which probably means you get great service. Or else. Or else, sugar. Mm. Or else, baby. Mm. <laughs> what are we but doing? But why travel when you Keep can bring reading. it back? If your significant other likes amusement parks, why not pick one up and bring it back for fun it's, near home? Uh, without I'm the pretty line. sure the roller coaster will be a little out of balance if, you're, if it's being carried. Uh, Semantics. Ooh, ooh, real fast, real fast. Sky and I actually had an idea uh, for like a piece of art and things. Like... You could take different parts of your favorite places and just put them in your backyard or your area or whatever. They're like, yeah, you would have your the best of wherever you live. Okay, continue. One of the things that I do like to point out about that, though, is how everyone seems to think that everything does work like that, where you can just pick <laughs> it up and move it. Like everyone that thinks that you can just, like, pick up a roof off of a house as if it's a single unified piece, when in reality it would just, like, crumble into pieces. You Life is a game modded. Like four episodes ago... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was our ergonomics episode. So. No, I, I think know. that was a different episode. I, I think it was mentioned on the episode b- before Noxie did the uh, the growth story of you guys. Yeah, yes. that was a while ago then. Because he, he mentioned no. that in like the, the growth part. I don't remember, but we talked about it, so anywho. <laughs> and then there's the idea of the little somehow arranging for the giant partner to have a normal night Quote with unquote. Jeff, with the crane, or vice versa. The giant helping the little has a giant day. <laughs> There's probably some fun Note to be to had self, there. remove Dragonian's mention of Tab with a crane again. <laughs> yeah. The question is all about how. A little renting a hangar and having it done up as a normal house, etc. You know what? I I, I like K-Bob. I, I told you I've written with him before on, on different places. Oh, K-Bob. I, I get upset now that he seems to only write about female macros anymore. 
because I th- I enjoyed some of the stuff he wrote right. about male macros. Right. I wish, which, ironically, the newest chapter of his new story has the male macros going at it. Uh, uh, so, what about ties, the next Ties that bind that story? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil it, but the guy that I have a Hey Arnold-style love shrine in my closet is back. What? Oh, Arnold! I'll, I'll tell you later. I want you love! <laughs> Yes, exactly. I am disturbed and like, wanting to end the podcast. I now. have a huge crush on K. Bob's character Todd. Is Todd a fox? Yes. Of course, of course. Yes. Probably appealing to the paw folk out there, the littles can probably give you a decent pedicure or such to their giant partners. They may need yard tools or backhoes or such, but that's a thought. Stomping around all day must make those big paws beat up and tired. You know, that's actually something I have thought of pretty in-depth before. we, We talk about it on Twitter, and, like, it's in RP and things all the time, and there's a bunch of artwork about it. But, like, like... Seriously, thinking about it, if you really had a macro uh, and a micro together in a relationship, yes, it would depend on the size, but still. Um, in order to give a proper paw rub, a lot of work would be done. Seriously, like, it would probably require some pretty decent, either, well, it'd be out of the goodness of their hearts, most likely. But if they wanted something in, re- in compensation, I mean, that's, you're talking about like a four-hour, five-hour paw rub there to get every, anything and everything. I mean, hey, because they're having to use tools like backhoes and like other other types of big. I don't know. This is why you just <laughs> go over to Yellowstone and find Old Faithful and just stick your foot out there yes. and just get power blast it. Yay. Isn't that water like boiling hot and would like scald your skin off? Ooh, Aren't you ooh. a dragon? Aren't you supposed to be used to that kind of stuff, bro? Do you even dragon? Do you even dragon, bro? Gosh! Despite popular belief. Dragonian is not fireproof. He's resistant, not proof. I think we should test this theory out. I Uh, agree. Let's go, Quan. Okay, so here's the plan. I'm going to cover you in gasoline, and I'm going to set you on fire. No, I am not going to be fireproof. Although, I... Well... I am bulletproof! Slap! (laughs) So... Um, I just now, if, I, if I activate my Firefox powers and I'm surrounded by flames already, then the flames will just merge with the flames and I'll go more powerful. So have you, you? That just made me think of something also, though. Have you guys ever heard of, I think her name is Carla on, for, yeah, it is. What, you know what's really strange about that, too? The character on Scrubs, Turk's Wife? No, 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 uh, for affinity, username Carla. Or you know what's Carly, really interesting yeah, about that? Yeah. My mom's name is Carla. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really what interesting. What does Car- what, okay, what did you bring her up for besides the fact that it's her mom's name? Because uh, there's there's a piece of art that she got from Cougar. Uh, I believe it's in her gallery. I'm looking for it right now. Basically, the description of it, uh, basically when she's stomping around and going for jogs and things, she loves to go for jogs. She's a big, giant puppy and just loves to do that across the globetrotting, basically. When she gets back home, she shrinks down, and all of the things that's underneath her paws shrink with her, of course. And then, like, so she's... she basically, quote-unquote, playfully complains about the stuff clogging her drain, like when she'll shower, because it's, like, all kinds of various debris and skies. Here it is. Epic jog. Why don't I have that faved? I'm, I'm throwing it into the uh, the Skype chat right now, too. Uh, this is this is one of the first pictures I ever saw uh, when it comes to macro furry stuff, too. So, boink. There you go. 
And it's an awesome picture. So, I believe it's in this description. Uh, he has it posted on a couple of the sites, too, I think. So, anywho, that's what it made me think of. I'm not sure if she's really... Do you believe in miracles? I believe in miracles, no, Skyfly. No, Since you came along, it's time to no, sexy thing. No, no, I'm going down. Welcome to the space jam. I was referencing something that's a great moment in American sports, and you, both of you, ruined it. <laughs> yeah. Wave your paws in the air if you feel right. We're gonna take hey, it you, into Hey, you, what you gonna do? Hey, you, what you gonna do? do? Party people in the house, let's go. <laughs> Is Space Jam the worst Back thing in, in American you. sports and movie history? Dude, okay, like, dead serious. That just reminded me of something. Because I, I had like one of those movie. chain thoughts where I was thinking of all, like, the YouTube poops they'll do with Space Jam. Then I started thinking of Guile's theme. They have an actual real petition on petition.org that's gotten over 100,000 petitions signatures to change America's national anthem to Guile's theme. They're never going to do it, but they've gotten so many petitions that they've Giles gotten to that point theme. where the White House is requi- like basically has to make like a public response to it, and I can't wait just because uh, it's going to be so hilarious. You know what my response would be if oh, I was in charge of that department for the White House? Fuck off! That's, that's all I would do. I would just say that. Oh. Also, speaking of the national anthem, you know that really super controversial Coca-Cola commercial that happened during the Super Bowl? Uh, yes. And that everyone was pissed off about? Uh, no. You mean that racists were pissed off about? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't I mean. say I would say everyone was pissed off about it. I saw more response to the response than I did the actual response itself. Well, here's the funniest thing. Like, some of, like, the biggest, like, people that were speaking out against that were, their main comments were things like, how dare you do that to our country's national anthem? It's supposed to be sung in English, not in a bunch of other languages. America's the melting pot. Um... Kenson, you understand what I'm saying, right? I understand what you're saying, and that's why I've never really understood. Um, America is a land of the yeah, free. Yeah, you totally didn't understand what I'm saying. That yeah. song was not the national anthem. Oh, it was God Bless America. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. that was not the national sorry, anthem. Sorry, yeah. I, I, yeah, sorry. I taught yeah, everyone okay. is saying. That w- it would have been helpful if I knew that, because I honestly, I, I heard the controversy. I didn't know what the song was. Yeah, it was, it was God it Bless was, America. Uh, but I mean, I still understand... Yeah. I, I understand, but I don't understand the argument behind it, because America is the melting pot. It's for everybody. You come over land of opportunity. I mean, you're an American citizen by your status here as a legal citizen, so what is the huge deal with it's having... It's a horrible uh, racist bastardization of people becoming part of the country. I mean, I don't think that people should give up their heritage, but I honestly feel like in a non-racist way, if you're going to live in this country, you do kind of need to know how to speak English. Yes, I do agree there. But I think it's useful to be able to converse in English. I don't think you have to speak English as your primary language. Why don't we all just be able to speak all the languages ever? I don't say primary language, but if, if you're going to function as a part of society in America, you need to be able to speak English fluently. And I say this as a person that has to work with a whole bunch of people that don't speak English, because the place that I work for will hire a bunch of people that come over from like these immigration places, people that are coming in as refugees and stuff that, you know, they've they've lived in places where we literally have an employee whose husband and two kids were dragged out of a church they were taking shelter in and shot in front of her. These kind of people come over here and they don't speak English, but they learn to speak English. But then, you know, some of the people I know down in Houston have lived there for 20 years and they just refuse to learn how to speak English. 
Yeah, there, there's both pros and cons to it both, and you have to think English is the most diff- one, not If it's not the most, it's one of the most difficult languages to learn if you don't na- natively speak it. And the other thing also is that so much of someone's cultural identity is caught up in language. Yes. Um, I think that's a huge thing that, that French, uh, the French people, and, and the Quebecos have... Uh, believe for so long and and you know i think it's a big thing in uh in spanish cultures as well uh and and, and you know many others and, and so english is one of those languages that because it's the melting pot does not really have that kind of inherent uh you know culture or at least the culture that it's that it is the representation of is kind of the global culture which really is just american culture having been globalized um so I, you know, I can totally understand the reluctance to want to, you know, to want to learn it because, in some ways, you know, even if you do have to find yourself, you know, living in the U.S., you still want to retain right. that cultural identity of to. your homeland. To me personally, and I would never tell to. someone not to speak their language. Right. I would never do that. I'm just saying, if you're going to live in America, in order to if you rationally expect to be able to function as part of society, you have to know English. And well, you know, I mean, if I went over to Japan, I, I would expect I would but, have to know Japanese to be able to function. That's, that's not a good comparison because Japan is, you know, in, inherently is its own country that is, you know, has its own nationality. America has kind of developed the nationality, but the nationality that it's developed is one that is a conglomeration yes. of everyone else because we were the, you know, we are hopefully still the melting pot where yeah. where people can uh, come in and, and you know, that's why I think American culture has uh, spread throughout the world because it has incorporated so much of, of other cultures in it. Of everybody. I mean, truthfully, right, America is everybody. And I'm not trying to say, oh, yeah, we're the best. Woo, woo, woo. Because, I mean, yes, we, I take pride. I have patriotism in my country. But I don't think for any for any second at all that we are automatically better than other countries and better than people in general because we're American. I had a thought the other... It was actually like two weeks ago when I was opening. Um, I thought... Was this when you were coming up with your British accent? No. It was like two weeks ago. <laughs> um, I can't remember if I was thinking in a British accent. I might have been. I might have been. Um, but think in a British accent? Sometimes. Um, so it was basically about that whole thing when people come over to America. Uh, in order to function in our society, yes, uh, knowing English is, for all intents and purposes, a necessity. And it made me think because English... I, I see so many people around. I've come into contact with so many people... And my first thought was at conventions. I've never been to a convention where everyone there, even coming over from other countries, can't speak English well. Like, there's, there's furs who come from all across the world to, like, MFF well, and Anthrocon and stuff. That's I've, not ex- that's well, yeah, I, I know. a bad example because it's, well, I, yeah, but it, that's what it's a fandom. Thought. But that's what sparks a thought, I guess. I mean, the, the, mm. the idea, though, is that the... <laughs> English isn't even our own language. You know, English is was something that we adopted because of the the British influence, uh, and, and at the same time, you know, we are not just America is not just a former British colony. Uh, 
you know, we have there's, there's parts of this country that were parts of Spain and France and uh, you know all, all sorts of other countries at some point. Uh, Mexico. I mean, you know, the, the whole thing about six flags over Texas is that there have been the flags of six different countries that have flown over the state of Texas. Uh, so to say that one of those heritages and one of those languages that the heritage represents is the one that is the the one that everyone should have to kind of adopt or you know yeah, I, I i have a problem with that just because of that because i don't think that that's what makes america here's the problem i have with that though it, it my argument has absolutely nothing to do with culture <laughs> everyone can have whatever culture they want but the primary spoken and written language in america is english everything is in english the vast majority of people that you will deal with in a day-to-day life speak english unless you're specifically within a community that does not so i mean it's it's just kind of a requirement that you know how to speak english it has nothing to do with your culture or that english doesn't, culture or where you, you just came but you from. just took a kind of a big jump of logic there where you said because majority of people speak English means that everyone should have to speak English. No, no, he, he said that not – he's not that saying that you should not be able to express your culture, but I I agree with both of you again because we do live in a country where English is the majority of the language, at least for now. Like, there's been predictions that Spanish will probably outdo English soon. Um, but, um, but that was the whole thought process that I had when I was thinking about it. It's just – it's so fascinating to me that it's – so many people have made it their mission to learn English and speak it so that they can function, but they still have their own language. It's ASL, uh, or not ASL, sorry, uh, English second language, ESL. Um, <laughs> yeah, two, two AS, very, ASL very different things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, it's, it, it fascinates me because English is such a hard language to learn if you don't naturally speak it or natively speak it. And there's so many people who have chosen, not not like they're forced, maybe they are forced to in some senses, but have chosen to, to speak it. Well, and I think the whole thing I, that I'm kind of trying to get at is that the, the, the will of the majority should never impact the rights of the minority. Yes. I and agree. there is no inherent reason that just because English is what's spoken by most of the people in this country, that's what makes it yeah. any more necessary for me to tell somebody who only speaks Spanish that they should have to speak English. Right. Why can't they tell me that I should learn Spanish? Well, if Because you go the majority to, of the people in the country speak English. So. It, it, I, I, and Dragonian, I, like, I agree with both you guys, basically. Because on one side you have America being... The vast majority does speak English, so if you want to be uh, comfortable and or more comfortable and be able to, um, you know, survive, thrive, what have you, in America, knowing English does you a great service. But if you go to another country, like you go to Argentina or you go to Spain, Peru, Japan, China, whatever, any other country where the native language is uh, something different, you would. In order to function over there, that's why there's translators on phones now to make it easy, and that's why there's like Rosetta Stone, so that if you go over to a country like that, you are prepared. And you know and, and kind of going happen. off that, I think most of those countries, especially in Europe, uh, those the people of that country they learn like three or four languages yes, in school. Yes, that is and, what I am super impressed about over there. And like, and, and so they, you know, they are able to. 
uh, have that kind of multicultural understanding, multicultural conversation. Uh, the only reason I think that English becomes one that most people in those in countries there, as well as the rest of the world, will learn, is because of the economic power of the United States yeah. and and also the lingering effects of the the British uh, Commonwealth, uh, the British Empire. Um, so I don't think that those two, from a moral standpoint, that those two get. Uh, would 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 make English something that in the United States would make someone more better off learning. I think that your arguments from a pragmatic point of view, which is understandable, but I don't, I, I don't think that it's something that you have the right to get up, upset about, or that you sh- that that the uh, you should feel. Oh, totally. Like that the, the other person yeah. is like uh, has to do, or or, or is a uh, yes. um, is bad if they don't do. And that 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 the only the time I get upset about it is when a person that doesn't know how to speak English will take a a position, like whether it be like a job or something, where they have to interact with the majority of people that do speak English and have no reason to not speak English. That's being unqualified. Like, um, that's, that's, that's yeah, level like for example, I live in the middle of the Midwest. I'm not near like Mexico or Canada or anything. So there's, you know, there's there's not a whole whole lot of people here that don't speak English, with the exception of like I said, the refugees and stuff that we bring over here specifically to help find them work. Sure. But then like I would go down to like Subway or something, a uh, service industry job where they have to communicate with customers, and two of the three people at Subway couldn't speak a single word of English. Well, I mean, if they if they don't like want to learn English, that's totally fine. But it it makes their job incredibly difficult yes. when they can't speak the primary language that the majority of their customers speak. And ironically enough, I've lived for the last ten years of my life in two states with significantly higher Hispanic populations than most of the rest of the country, Texas and Florida. And I don't, I can't think of any time. Where I've ever gone to a service industry job like that, where the person, even a lot of times they are Hispanic in heritage, but they always are able to, well, always at least able to work out our conversation, even though I don't speak much Spanish at all. Um, so, I mean, we're all human. Uh, that happens I, I, to be all the time I, I, in Houston. What was that? We're, that stuff happens to me all the time in Houston. <laughs> well, we're we're all human. Like, well, like, Houston, Houston is just full of jerks and lesbians. <laughs> Oh wow! My uh, my parents. Your mayor's a dyke. To, I mean, come my, on. <laughs> my my parents flew down to Houston and kind of didn't say something that extreme, but they were kind of like, yeah, it's kind of you know, Lackland Air Force Base is the only thing that's. Like, I have I have a very negative impression of Houston. I'm sorry. I no no it's it's, not no, no, no it's it's okay. But like part of it part of it is part of it is there is a kind of a Dallas Houston rivalry going on. Uh, um, goodness. But Houston is just there's, – there's nothing interesting in Houston to me. Well, and also Sheldon from the Big Bangs from Houston, so that's another kind of nail in the coffin. <laughs> oh, God. Don't start on that. Anyway, again. anyway, anyway. So we're all human. So going past or the, the differences with languages and things, even if we're anthro, we have human in us because anthro derives from human – or human derives from anthro. Anyway. Um, so since we all are of the same species at a base level – we have the ability inside of us to communicate with each other. It doesn't matter if we all speak the same language or if there's different languages. There's so many other different types of understandings to be had. So that's a very good point because even though you could be uh, dealing with someone in a customer service environment who only speaks Spanish, very little English maybe, 
you can still get what you want across by, hey, look, pointing, or, hey, using hand gestures, or your eye eye contact and your body language. You and El Puto Letaso <laughs> on your sandwich And, uh, specifically when you're talking about Houston, uh, or, or anywhere in Texas, oh, no, I would Texas say Texas. that that the Spanish speakers probably have more of a right to tell you that you should be speaking Spanish if you're in Houston or Dallas that's or kinda, Austin. That's what I heard. There's a lot more Hispanic. Well, well no, I'm just saying because... Texas really, you know, was part of that part of Mexico, or at some know. point Spain. Remember, you know, we kind of, we kind of, the United States kind of stole Texas from from those <laughs> countries. My, my counter to that is yes, there are at the very least around the same number of Spanish speakers as there are English speakers. But the difference is is that the majority of the Spanish speakers are also bilingual in English. So the the overall number of people that speak English is more than the number that just speaks Spanish. And I think and, and I think that's a horrible thing and that the people who uh, more people should be bilingual more people who come out who, who speak English as a primary language should be bi or trilingual. I, I, and I, I say this as someone who is not bilingual, so I am very much a hypocrite on this, but I do want to try to learn. Um, look, best solution, there needs to be one language Macronese. that everyone speaks globally. Macronese! Let's all adapt that would be Rose the language. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll be like South Park, where all the future people speak futurese. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Why not Macronese? I think because that's the, not a language. That's just it's, you it's, try we get that's just a word that. you well, made up. Well, neither future is either. <laughs> Anywho, so, so next week, uh, for those of you who may have been following a little bit of us, we we do have uh, in two weeks Texas Furry Fiesta. Yeah, the we're doing a live cast. Kinson and I uh, will be there, and uh, Dragonian with uh, hopefully some special guests uh, to to show up. So if you're in. Dallas, or technically Addison, or TFF, uh, that we can go ahead and make sure you stop on by. It's going to be, right now, tentatively 6.30 p.m. on Saturday, uh, but we'll try to update that on the podcast account and stuff. Right. But that means that we're kind of in a little bit of a pickle, because uh, we we would normally need to do a full episode next week and then a half episode that week, but it's not going to work with TFF. So what we're going to do is that next week is going to be... Episode 17.5.5. 5. 0.75. 17.75. Yeah, it's supposed to be 17.25. 0.25. No, that would be going backwards. Yeah. Oh, we have a DeLorean. Hang on. Uh, 7.5. 17.75. No, that's We need boring. to do some math on this. Okay, 17.5 is what we're doing right now. I like 17. Next week point. won't be 18, but 18 will be TFF. 17.75. It's not 17.75 because it's not actually relevant. So I guess yeah. it's it's 17 with a non sequitur integer. Okay. <laughs> to there we go. To the nth degree. So basically, Next. we're just going to be uh, doing a podcast where we want you to write in whatever kind of questions you want to ask us. Our timeline is skewing off into an alternate tangent, and if we don't go back... And ask us anything you want to, whether it be about the podcast, about macro micro stuff, in character, out of character. And we are obliged to answer it. Ask us yes. anything, even if you want to just direct it to one or all of us or what have you. Truthfully, I'm looking forward to this because I would I say I would say we should put a, a few couple, a couple of rules here. Um, the I would say that the question either needs to be addressed to all three of us or to a specific person. Yes. Uh, like, you can't do one or one or the other. You, you want to try to, tr- to address it to, to one or the other, yes. to, to one specific person or to all three of us. 
Um, and that's actually the only work I think of. You guys, nothing, any, any nothing super personal. Nothing super like nothing that we would uh, that would either put us in put our safety in danger, I guess, uh, potentially, or that could put us in legal. Just use common what, sense. What kind of safety could they really get in trouble for? You. Kenson's already given out everyone's address. <laughs> slowly, I slowly everyone's I, name. I, I, a list of my school schedule and fears. Oh goodness. <laughs> but yeah, anyway guys, just anything and everything that comes to your brain, stuff you wanted to ask us from day one or whenever you started, stuff that you came up with on the random ride to work or what have you. Anything that sounds cool, anything that looks cool or seems cool or whatever. Or hell, if you can't yeah. even think of a question, if there's anything just you've ever wanted to say that we either yes. haven't been able to get to or hasn't been relevant to any of our topics, just email it in and we'll probably bring it up. Just We'll just have it kind of as the, the viewer feedback This is the buddy-buddy buddy Tell us stuff, whatever you want. So this I will be like the last episode of Size Matters. Yes. And, and the reason is because we were going to take the week off, but... Right. We need to do podcasts. We That's can't part get of our, lazy. Part of our Quandry's DNA. a slave driver. I mean, uh, we wanted to do a podcast. Well, I wanted to do something based on the Olympics, <laughs> but that the dragon was like, I don't want to be creative. I'm, hey, I'm the hey, boring dragon who does added, uh, only only complains about stuff. Adding an asterisk here. We really like Olympics questions. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Anything about the Olympics, if you guys want to say that. Chess too. needs to be an Olympic game. If anyone out there... Mm can do art of Dragonian in a figure skating, kind of doing a pirouette. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, I, I have I have some money in my uh, account right now that's supposed to go to the hotel for TFF, but... <laughs> the funny thing is, Quanji thinks that, that would bug me, but I think it'd be awesome. Can I be in the pirouette? Big brother? Un, no, because it, it, it's natural for you, Tintin. I, so? I, I would love to see Dragonian in it, though. Please, we could do a duet. And just like in the blade of his uh, skate, like is he bloody, bloody with all of the the micros at his feet. Hey, Dragonian blades of glory, huh? Can I be yes. Will Ferrell? Nope. Oh, I have to be the other guy. I'm Will Ferrell. I can't remember his name anyway. Here, Kenson. Ebony. What? Oh, Murph. Huh? God, you are just. No, you're fired. Yay! You're off the team. Quandry, hey, I'm the co-host. I was higher than you on the picket. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Aren't you both? You're uh, in the jar. I'm literally higher than you. Well, sounds like we got a good old-fashioned grow-off brewing. Oh goodness, those n- those never solve anything, especially if there's yes, no size do. limit, because it just it, it just it goes they until we're tired. Uh, a few needs of mine that I prefer not to get into. Oh goodness. Oh, but I prefer to get into them. Mary. And on that note, it sounds like it's time for us to go. So oh, hold on, hold on. we can't we can't brush past that. We need to point out the fact that I just made a sexual innuendo about Quandry, and Kenson's response was Omer. I said Mer, and it was a question mark. Mer? No, there was no question. There was there. a question. That was a statement. Question that was mark? Mer with a period. So yeah, give us those emails to sizematterspodcast at gmail so I'm so done. Or I'm not tweet us, be here next week. Tweet us questions. I think we still have a Twitter account that people can write to. It's just tends to not tends to not really get used for actual stuff that we talk about on the podcast anymore. Um, but yeah, Size Matters Cast is our Twitter account. And uh, I'm going yeah, to be hiding. Go USA in the Olympics. Forever. And Team Macro. Yes. Go Team Macro. Woo! I am Team Macro. Just keep calm. And stomp your paws, guys, or figure skate, or... Chess would not be an Olympic sport. 
Dude, chess would be an awesome It would not be a Winter Olympic sport. It'd be the best Winter Olympic sport. You sit indoors and play chess. I can do if it. You, okay, so if the sport was you got uh, actual, uh, you know, full-size, you know, normal-size people that were dressed up as the pieces, and then you had a macro that was actually no, moving no, no, them. No, 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 no. And what it would be <laughs> is the way that it would be the most extreme sport that they have in the Winter Olympics is it would be strip chess oh, in the middle of winter. Good night and big I think, I think Russia would win every... every uh, every medal for that, though. Hey, everybody! It's Monday, and you're listening to Size Matters, episode 17.5. Rap battles of history! Talk Brown! That is not what they're listening That's to it. at all, Kenson. Doctor Who! Begins! Oh, actually, if you don't mind, it's just the doctor. Alright, we're done, we're done, we're done. Bye, 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 bye. Have a good day, everyone. Bye. See you next week. Sometimes I wonder what world Kenson lives in. There was no period because I am not a girl, and it was a question mark. Oh, wow. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> On that note, thanks for coming, guys. Let's end the podcast right there. Yay! Yeah, I'll even okay. know if we should end it there. <laughs>